0: It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo and she, we now live in a bleepin' world where the Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions.
1: God, that sounds so bad. I feel bad for you, really. How are you even doing? You were so confident in those Patriots, man. I was trying to tell you. No, that.
0: I wasn't. Yoda was. Yoda, football Yoda, came here and he told everyone, look, don't worry about it. The Patriots got it. Well, shows how much he knows. And this is why I'm upset that you just went ahead and pretty much booked him. Because I don't think the dude has any idea what he's talking about.
1: I got overzealous. I can admit that. Okay? So
0: he screwed us. And I was upset and nervous about it. And rightfully so. Because the best quarterback in football is clearly... Wearing an Eagles uniform.
1: Oh, jeez! Is this what you're going to do now? Now, Nick Foles is the best quarterback in the league, and
0: you tell me he's not. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, dude! He's a Super Bowl MVP. You really he threw got... for three touchdowns. He caught one.
1: You're a what have you done for me lately kind of guy, aren't you? That's the best flavor of the week, baby. Wait, so are we dipping into some football? Are we getting into the
0: we get we just going back right now? We're this... gonna we're just gonna hit it hard and fast, uh, and I want to just get rid of it. I just want to. Move on. I want to talk about the Super Bowl, and I just want to get in and get out and move on to other things.
1: Well, because I, th- I feel like you need that, first and foremost. Sure. Uh, being a Cowboys fan, I feel like there's probably a lot of venting and just like getting this off your chest that you really need to do. Um, but before we even get there, happy Thursday to everybody. Uh, apologies for the No Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday show, but we are dropping a back-to-backer for you today. So we got this one right now, Super Bowl recap. And then you're going to look in your little podcast, and you're like, oh, snap, I got an around-the-rim waiting for me? Yes, you do. You want to know why? Because today is the NBA trade deadline. we got a lot coming your way. But, man, we got to start with the freaking Super Bowl and those bastard eagles, huh, Walchuk?
0: Damn it! Oh, jeez. I was hoping. I was praying. I was doing everything I could in my power. To send good and positive vibes to the New England Patriots. My old P, buddy. Rexy, man, what happened? I thought this was... They didn't play Rex I thought enough. it was
1: MVP caliber night for this
0: guy. When, he, was supposed when to Rex be... had touched the football, minus the stupid reverse attempt on that kick return, which was a terrible call, he performed. And for whatever reason, they didn't want to put him on the field. Now, all I, I don't all know two if this carries he
1: had was incredible. Did you not see the screen that he took no, about that, that 40 screen. yards no, and almost the screen, scored a touchdown? The screen was the only play that really sticks out to me.
0: Yeah, he had a screen in about three nice runs. That's about all he did. Touched the ball maybe four times. So disappointing, man. So disappointing. So there's the James White show and the Deion Lewis show. And look, hey, James White had a nice touchdown run. And Deion Lewis is a good little back. But just because Rex might have dinged up Tommy's hand a little bit, doesn't mean you don't have to play him, and God knows what Malcolm Brown did. But he really Malcolm Butler. Ma- Ma- Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Yeah, God knows what he did because that poor man didn't even see the football field,
1: man. And that's where everybody's kind of like, "What the bleep, Bill Belichick? What were you doing here, man?" I mean, the first quarter of the game, Alshon Jeffries dominating your team, and you're thinking to yourself, "What? Why is Roe
0: playing? Why is
1: Eric Roe?" Oh my Rowe gosh! Okay, so
0: field? you were you also seeing that Eric Rowe... Was just getting sliced in die- like it was oh, it was I'm right where butler on you. was supposed to I'm be. I'm picking on you. Look at you, Eric Rowe. And Eric Rowe played for the Eagles. I know. They're so well aware they of strengths they and weaknesses. They said after stinks. the game, we were we were targeting Eric Rowe.
1: When we saw Malcolm Butler not step out onto the field, we were targeting Eric Rowe. They know better than anybody that Alshon Jeffrey was gonna have his way with him. And that's exactly what happened with that deep 40-yard touchdown in the first quarter, which was incredible, by the way. I was like, wow, Nick. That was some placement there, pal. And Alshon went up and got it. And if it wouldn't have been for Malcolm Butler, and here's the thing. It's tough for me to say, did he deserve the benching or not? Because I don't know what happened. I'm hearing reports where he he, he missed curfew one night, and he had... uh, a little bit of marijuana on him. Yeah, uh, I've which, heard listen, that dude, too. during the Super Bowl week, if you're going out missing curfew, you play for the Patriots, and you're and you're gonna bring weed back to the hotel, you are a schmuck. I mean, Malcolm, if this, if this is true, dude, what are you doing? Oh, no This is doubt. the biggest week of your career,
0: except for the last time you're in a Super Bowl. Here's the thing that oh, makes my me God. wonder the truth, and that is the Instagram post that he puts out there, basically saying that's all lies. And then Tom Brady going ahead and commenting, basically in support of him, on said Instagram post. And I don't think if there were truth to these rumors, Tom Brady would go out in such a public forum and basically show his support of Malcolm Butler.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, but why Why? In, why on earth would Bill Belichick not play his top corner unless there was something serious going on? And then not only not play him, but then it's, it's the first quarter and you can see... The guy who you have in in place of Butler is getting torched by Alshon Jeffrey and making Nick Foles look like, well, a Super Bowl MVP. And in Wolchek's eyes, the greatest quarterback in football. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. Maybe another five minutes. But the fact that he didn't put Butler back into the game is like, okay, now it just seems like that's ego and pride, and I'm Bill Belichick, and I'm smarter than you, and I can do it without you. I don't need you, Butler. Let's go ahead and put Chung on Aguilar and uh, take ourselves to the losing column here in the Super Bowl because that was like, it's the trickle effect, really. It's not just, not only do you have Eric Rowe, it's it, but now you have you have Patrick Chung playing the slot where, where Aguilar is going to go have himself a day. And then you got this other guy Richards, who I've never seen before. You have yeah. a Richards in the second no he was in the secondary, started. and he's guarding these running backs out of the backfield. And it's like, dude, this is not going to bode well for you. And and it's not like you just bit the bullet and said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scrap that, go back to our guy Butler here, uh, and and get our defense back to work because you just put too much pressure on Gilmore and Rowe and McCordy, McCordy and 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 Gilmore were having to do everything for them.
0: And not to mention, there's a total lack of pass rush. Oh, you, didn't, you yeah. weren't able to generate wow. any. And it's not like pass rushing was your strength in the season. Wait, it what do you mean really, Kyle Van
1: Noy wasn't getting back? Kyle there? Van
0: Noy balled out in the first quarter, though. He did, but make then eventually a, I saw he became one Kyle play Van Noy in the, Noy. Back, in the he made backfield. Two, one two. play in the backfield, and then a touchdown-saving tackle.
1: Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Good he, call. He blew, he blew Thank you, Walt. Yes,
0: uh, but after that, he got completely lost. It's probably because he got tired. When he had to literally do three people's jobs, well, they, they're
1: giving away you know guys like Chandler Jones over the years, and th- their pass rush is pretty freaking bad. But credit to the the, the Philly offense because here's the thing, I, and we knew they were we knew they were talented and everything like that. But you think with Bill Belichick, two weeks to prepare, they're gonna take away some of the things the Eagles want to do best, and at some point, even if it if it takes three and a half quarters at some point, the Philly offense was just not going to be able to, to keep up with that pressure that the New England offense puts on you. And it, even if it takes a while, which it kind of did, New England was moving the ball good, but they couldn't they couldn't get in the end zone for like that first quarter. Then finally they get the ball rolling and going, and then it's just, bam, Brady's going, Brady's going, Brady's going, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. But the Philly offense was able to come out there and answer it every single time, and, and Brady and the Patriots put pressure on you to do that for 60 minutes. And man, Nick Foles and the Cleveland Eagles did that. And credit to them, credit to Doug Peterson. That they were, uh, they were aggressive. And that's that's the kind of thing it takes, man. I don't know about you, but I freaked out when I saw Nick Foles catching a touchdown pass.
0: It was what the unbelievable bleep. to watch because if you take like if I'm sitting there and I'm obviously hard rooting hardly oh, a- against hard. the <laughs> wait, were you hard really? Hey 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 hey, hey hey hey. So sorry. I'm rooting hard against the Eagles, but just as a football fan watching this game unbiasedly. My gosh. It's like Yeah, you were unbiased. You're you're waiting for the moment. The Eagles are just gonna go ahead and and make that mistake. Just make that mistake. Like they're gonna come back to the life. Either the Patriots are gonna make that play like they did it last year with Dante Hightower, stripping Matt Ryan, critical time. And the Philadelphia offense behind Nick Foles. The play calling was always a step ahead. Nick Foles was throwing dimes in there. The receivers were stepping up and making plays. They had a good one-two punch going with the Jay and Blunt. Keep the defense honest with the run game. And at the end of the day, the Achilles heel for New England all year had really been the defense. They righted the ship in October through the end of the year. But they were always, we're going to give up a ton of yards. And then we're going to get teams out of the end zone. For the majority of the game, especially in the second half, the Eagles put touchdowns on the board when they needed to. And credit... Brady five touchdowns, 500 yards, no an unbelievable punts. game. They didn't punt the ball. One unbelievable time. game. Like if you look at that, if you look at that How in a box lose, score, right? you're
1: thinking New England's winning this. There's game. no way they lost.
0: 500 plus yards for Brady, three touchdowns. They no punts. came out in that second half and were pretty flawless offensively. Besides that one drive, they get the football, two and a half minutes left after the Ertz touchdown. Which hold on, we can talk about that in a second because we got to get to that. Oh my ball's we gotta get accurate, to that
1: hurts man. That I'll Ertz
0: touchdown. And you're thinking, okay, here we go. The script is laid out again. Tom Brady down the field. Here come the New Patriots. Two right? Super Bowl MVP. Or one timeout. Yeah, and, two two and, minute and warning. you've got the two-minute warning. So it's, it's an eternity. It was a foregone it's conclusion. For Brady's going to win the Super Bowl. And here's Mr. Graham on the stunt, in the face. Boom, balls out. Rookie Derek Barnett recovers it. And the Eagles made that play. You were waiting for the Patriots defense to make all game long. Credit, man. You, I can't do anything but tip the cap and say, Nick Foles, you played a hell of a football game. Doug Peterson did an absolutely phenomenal job, not only in the Super Bowl of play calling, but throughout the playoffs. I mean, it started against Atlanta when you could tell. Foles wasn't, he was a little nervous. Things weren't going well. He called easy, conservative, yes, plays, but plays that he knew Nick Foles could manage and execute well. And he got the most out of the talent around him. He got the most out of Alshon Jeffrey. He got the most out of Torrey Smith. Zach Ertz killed it this year in his new offense that he's installed. So he got in there with Clement out of the backfield, Trey Burton, their backup side, and they just utilized everybody. It was like every he's one step ahead and he's using all these pieces and they're all coming out and they're doing exactly what he's asking them to do. They executed brilliantly and you can't do anything but step back, admire that, respect it, and say bleep you, Philly. But God darn it, your football team played one hell of a game
1: and one heck of a season because you're talking about a team that lost their starting quarterback, their starting all-pro, probably Hall of Fame left tackle, uh, one of the better inside linebackers in football. They lost, and and they they continued to be one of the best teams in the league all year. And again, I just I I just thought, and, and really, we, we always talk about experience, and Nick Foles had none in terms of the Super Bowl, and really, the entire Eagles team really had no experience. Uh, and and the Patriots obviously have more experience than anybody ever. And how much does that really matter? Well, the I Eagles, no, Eagles look
0: composed as all hell from the get-go. man. Oh my man. gosh, they look—they look, look composed as you are ever, so man. Right,
1: man. So from right, man. from the
0: beginning, they looked good. They looked like they belonged, and they—they they, that moment was not too big for them. And that's what's scary is because man, Wentz didn't even play, and you know I'm a Wentz guy. I just hate the team he plays for, but I freaking love Carson Wentz. But does it does it kind of
1: lessen does it does it make you reconsider how good Wentz actually is if he can go down, they can just plug in a Nick Foles and it they don't really miss a beat? No. That doesn't change anything? Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, okay, well then maybe Carson Wentz isn't all that great if you're shoving Nick Foles in here with the same personnel and the same coach and they're winning Super Bowls and putting up 41 points against the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. To me, that kind of diminishes
0: Carson Wentz at least a little bit. Well, do you not think that they'd have done it with Wentz? No. I I mean, if Wentz doesn't get hurt, he's not only... I think they probably do still go on and win the Super for Bowl for sure, and 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 to be but completely he's also the honest MVP. with you, it's not Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, and, and I would have been much less confident in my Philly or in my New England pick before the game had Wentz been playing, for sure. I mean, Nick Foles being the quarterback for that game was one of the main reasons why I was super tentative to even even think the Eagles could hang in the game. But but when when he goes out and does it like that, you got to think to yourself, okay, well then. Maybe I need to reconsider. Is Wentz all that good, or is this system and this personnel and this coaching staff just know knows exactly how to get the best out of who, whoever's at
0: that quarterback position? I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know, know the answer, but I think it's it's something to think about. It's definitely an interesting way of thinking, and I think regardless of it, you've got to still give a ton of credit. It, it might be a little bit of both, right? I think Carson Wentz is, is no doubt good enough, and. On that team, he showcased his abilities to have done exactly what Nick Foles had done. But that coaching staff does deserve a ton of credit for whatever, what they were able to do. You look at a lot of their other coaching staffs, and we talked about this with the Cowboys all year and the frustrations that I was venting. Oh, Tyron Smith's down. All of a sudden, we can't do a darn thing.
1: Sean Lee's not in the game.
0: Sean Lee's not in the game. All of a sudden, you have the worst Todd team Gurley in goes for 4,000 yards. Yeah, it's just, you know, you lose a piece, and the sky falls, and all of a sudden, you're no longer a competent football team. Eagles lost pieces in pretty key areas. Oh, my gosh. And it was just plug-and-play, move along. And it's
1: funny, actually, the same – I mean, you look at it, inside linebackers, same position as the Cowboys lost. Left tackle, same position as the Cowboys. And then add insult to injury, they lose their starting quarterback. And, again, never miss a beat. And then they also – they have the wherewithal to think to themselves, listen, we got a pretty good team. We're hanging around the trade deadline, and we're one of the better teams in the league. You know what, let's go add a Jay Ajayi who can give us 10, 12 carries a game, spell spell blunt a little bit. And um, and, and Ajayi's one of the, the hardest runners in the league. I know being a Dolphins fan, watching him for the last two years, the dude runs freaking hard. And if you're only giving him 10 to 12 carries, he will be fresh as hell. And every single carry, he will be at 100%. And he will be mowing through people. And you saw, you saw how hard it was for New England to bring him down. And just those 10 to 15 touches for Ajayi, is so huge and they use their personnel great with all the running backs with like you mentioned, Clements. Man, guys like that that can come out of the backfield, they are a hot commodity now in the NFL. I mean, running backs that can go and and play out wide or, or come out of the backfield and, and run routes and catch the ball well like that, man, that is so big these days. And Clements Clements showed why. But the, the fact that you can have three running backs that all do a little something different, but you keep you keep them all fresh, good receivers. Chung's trying to guard Aguilar, like dude, that's just well, the mismatches, for and, and that speaks
0: to you know if I'm the Detroit Lions and I've just hired Patricia, and they had a terrible oh, game on defense, you and cannot you look, and, be
1: feeling good. And, and about here's a
0: tease that. for tomorrow: we'll talk about the Josh McDaniels debacle and what's going on with a little around the NFL and what he did with the Colts. But I mean, if I'm like, if I'm the Lions, am I thinking like, holy crap, did I just blow this? You know, I've got yeah, McDaniels not the guy the Daniels, that has just said no, no, I'm going to stay in New England. Sorry, Indy. And the offense was fine in the Super Bowl. I mean, Brady, they, they did what they could do. They're not to blame for this. Not even close. But that defense just couldn't stop a freaking nosebleed. And what? as much credit as we're going to give the Eagles, I mean, it came back to bite New England in the Heine. The same issues that they had in September, and we're all thinking like, uh-oh, do the e- Patriots have concerns? And they're able to kind of mask it enough to get by. But eventually they just went up against a team that, now. Sorry, we're we're too good. And the way that the Eagles built their roster, I don't know, when you think about who's won Super Bowls the last ten years and half of them are the Patriots. But the way that the Eagles constructed, they signed a bunch of free agent dudes to like one year contracts. talked about the Ajayi trade. They went out and traded for him. They went out and got Timmy Jernigan from the Ravens. They made a ton of moves. Chris Long, one-year deal. Jeffrey. To bring in dudes. on And they've extended Jeffrey since then. But he was a one-year deal. Torrey Smith was a one-year deal. A bunch of guys that they've brought in on prove-it now. Cheap, affordable contracts. But from the outside in when a lot of these teams have kind of just grown it eternally. You know, like you, the Falcons did last year. Seattle. Seattle, Denver. I mean, Denver went and got Peyton Manning, sure.
1: Well, and they and they bought that defense, too. I mean.
0: Yeah, they did. To an extent. I mean, their best but, player, but I get, what they I get your point.
1: Most of the time, you think these teams try to build through the draft and, and get young guys and build them in Seattle's their system. Seattle's a great example of that, right? Yes, as opposed to going and getting free agents. So, they did it. They, but you got to give credit to their personnel department oh, for using Rospin
0: deserves a ton for, for using every, like every Avenue
1: trades free agency draft you can look and see their roster is sprinkled with every single one of those and and it, and it just landed perfectly for them so gosh man credit to the Eagles I was I was not expecting that by any means and I want to get back to your Patricia point really quick because yeah Detroit's got to be freaking out right now but New England was bad on defense all year, like you mentioned. So this is literally just saying, you know what, this guy has been in the vicinity of Bill Belichick for the last however many years. His his defense has been terrible, but you know what, we'll take him anyways because, well, he's been in meetings with Belichick. Which, by the way, hasn't really done much for anybody when you, when you think about coaches that have gone on that have been under Bill Belichick and then go on to be head coaches elsewhere. It doesn't usually pan out all that well.
0: No, so, they've, they've, uh, they've this
1: Patricia thing is, is not something that I would be too thrilled about if I'm a Detroit
0: Lion, right? I, no, I would. I, I definitely would have a little bit of hesitation. A couple of quick things I want to hit on here. Oh, I hope it's uh, me. A, a few questions, but the first thing I've got to get back to the Ertz touchdown. Oh, look, I'm, that's a yeah. touchdown, right? It's a catch, it's a touchdown, and I think it is too. But the way that they reviewed that and they viewed it to me, there is nothing different to that play than the Des Bryant play. Oh, here we go. Dude, oh, Eric! Don't oh, wait, even get what that gonna, kind of freaking attitude? What, 2012, 2014. Is this where we're going again? 2014. Like I'm just—it's the catch rule. We're almost rule. in 2020, yeah, and bro. Yeah, I'll never get over it, Eric. Clearly, I'll never get over it because it was a baloney rule. Cowboys had that game in position to seal the deal and go to the conference title game, Eric, and it was robbed because a joke freaking Steratore saying the receiver did not maintain possession. Three steps, lunging towards the goal line, became a runner. Boom! Ball hits out as he dives and hits the ground to try and score. Well, see what is the difference it. between what Zacherts made now they've corrected it. Now that's not it. damn These good should, enough. Shouldn't you be happy the because about Roger that. Goodell comes out and says, "Oh, we should look into this catch rule." Well, you do that in the off season. You don't do it where the Steelers could have hosted that game. Potentially against the, the freaking Patriots. Yeah, that's the one I would point to to be like, Well, the Jesse James, James catch James is a little play. different. But that
1: happened this year. I know, and that's why I would go to it.
0: I'm, I'm not I'm not looking at the Des Bryant
1: play anymore. It's no, gone. it's still
0: part of the catch rule. It's it's very relevant. Well, you can no, try and make still... it irrelevant because it happened in twenty fourteen. It's very relevant.
1: Well we still have no idea what a catch Consistency. Is. I mean, no nobody has a clue. I think the only person at this point. That knows what a catch is, and hopefully, he's going to save it for all of us. Is uh, Mr. XFL Vince McMahon. I guess. Right? He, he's the only one that's telling you we're going to
0: figure out this whole catch thing. I suppose. That's going to be
1: exciting. All right.
0: What do the Eagles do with Fultz? You got to trade him, right?
1: I don't think you have to trade him. You he seems like the kind of guy that you're left on his contract. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that's that's down to be a backup quarterback. He, he doesn't mind
0: sitting in that role. I don't think. I don't think that that's necessarily so why, the case. I think it is. He's never going to be valued any higher than he is now, for sure. And most likely, when his contract's up in a year, he'll probably walk, and you get nothing for him. So, in terms of maximizing your value on a player, why would you not trade him to try and get? and make your team better in the long run.
1: Well, again, it, it, part of it is, is the way you got to feel. If you're Doug Peterson, you think to yourself, okay, well, I've done it now with Wentz. I've done it with Foles. Can I pretty much insert almost any any you know, decent, okay? Nate Sunfeld? Yeah, any just okay quarterback into this spot and we'll still be fine? Because if that's the case, then I don't necessarily need Foles. I can
0: put anybody in here, and sure, maybe we can get rid of him. I think that's exactly how he probably feels, and he should. I mean, he's clearly proven he can work wonders with quarterbacks. And while it is great, uh, what should I say, it's, it's nice to have Nick full It's great insurance for a potential Carson Wentz injury. Yeah, and that's what I'm Obviously saying because your quarterback's recovering
1: from an ACL injury. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to look like, at least in the front half of that season.
0: I get that. I do. But I also think if a team comes to you and says, "Hey, here's a first round draft pick." Oh, Jesus! Well, of course,
1: man. And hey, listen, well, if is it not worth that? Well, I, a, yeah, I know if Bowl you're MVP. the GM of the team, you're you're giving up a first and probably for the next ten years. If I'm
0: the Cleveland Browns, you're gonna be and I made, trying
1: to get Ricky. If Williams. I'm the
0: Cleveland Browns and I made offers for Kirk Cousins and I made, tried to make an offer at the deadline for AJ McCarron, I would absolutely call Philadelphia and offer something for Nick Foles. Probably a high second round pick. They're they're second rounder.
1: Okay, so now you're backtracking. You're already walking that statement back. If I I'm Buffalo, that, I you would and I probably both and offer not my first round pick. So you okay, so that means you like Nick Foles better
0: than any quarterback in this draft. I think you have the better chance to like if I'm Denver and I want to win now, I'd take Foles over any of these rookies. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, I, and but if you're Denver, Denver also has a top five pick though. That so I don't I wouldn't give up a top ten pick for Nick Foles, but just where the market dictates, Garoppolo went for a high second. So I think that's a, at least what you're going to get for Foles.
1: Okay, let me ask you this uh, in a serious note because I know you I know you don't actually mean Nick Foles is the best quarterback in no, football. No, no, but he did outduels
0: Tom Brady, who is the greatest quarterback of all time in the Super What Bowl. do you mean he outduels Tom went, Brady? What is that even? What mean? did we he talk about? Tom Brady? He just went stride for stride throughout the entire game. The offense faltered not once when he needed touchdowns. He got his team in the end zone. How is that not outdueling? The opposing quarterback. I don't know It's out-dueling he the opposing made all quarterback. The plays. It's, he's playing a, a far inferior defense. Brady got sacked and fumbled, defense. and he dropped a pass. Yeah, he got and sacked. He got sacked baby. because he's
1: going against one of the he best defenses. He did everything he was asked
0: to do and did it better at his position than Tom Brady did Oh, on that Sunday. How can you Sunday. say
1: that when Brady threw for 500-plus yards on and that three Sunday, touchdowns?
0: He did it. Okay, I mean, I, I just Brady had an unbelievable stat line, and it's not to discredit the Brady's Patriots have a terrible
1: defense, and the Eagles have a phenomenal defense, and the Eagles oh, still the Eagles gave... defense
0: did not Dude, play well. I, and why? Because Tom Brady, but he couldn't right. get in the end zone in the first half, and maybe okay, that's but why he team he lost. ended
1: up never punting, and he scored thirty three points. Yeah, so I don't really know what great, else he could really but do.
0: But Nick Foles played a better game at the quarterback position than he did on Sunday.
1: Anyways, I was going to say Garoppolo or Foles.
0: Because Garoppolo went for a oh, I'll two. I'll take
1: Garoppolo. Okay, thank you. So so Foles,
0: but you would give up a two for Foles. All right, that's I, fine. No, it, it's just that's got to be what he's worth. I mean, come on, dude. He just won the Super Bowl MVP and second, he played great. A second-round pick. A first-round pick
1: seems a little much for me. Dude, but it's, my it's God. a high, dude. It's
0: in the 30s. We're talking like borderline first, second-rounder. That's what Garoppolo went for. So that's what you're going to look for. Like, if you're Denver... You're trading your second-round pick. That's, what, 35, 36 overall? I mean, you're literally—it's like you're getting—you're at the very back. You're at the top. It's a cream-of-the-crop second-rounder. Well, I hope it happens. It's still a high-value premium draft pick. Would you turn that down if you were Philly? No. No, if I'm Philly, I'm not turning that
1: down. Absolutely not. So that's what I'm I'm saying. I'm certainly taking That's what this really
0: comes back to. For sure. It's not what would I give up. I think teams would because they need quarterbacks. Yeah. And teams are dumb. But I'm. That's what if I could see the maybe Eagles, the Cardinals. I would even. pull the trigger on that. That's more what I'm looking at this as. Yeah. So, so, so it's not you're like Eagles, my you're freaking actively, love for Nick Foles here. Okay? You're trying
1: to capitalize on. Yes. On I think him that's being a smart team business decision. at a premium right now. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to fight you for. I'm not going to fight you on it. Yes. I I definitely think Foles. If you're getting a second round pick for him, yeah, I'm giving him away in a heartbeat. And I would love to see it because one, it would allow me to see. Okay, does that mean Doug Peterson can can take another guy off the street and make him a pretty serviceable quarterback, pretty capable quarterback? Also, wherever Foles go, goes, does 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 he struggle or does he perform well? You know, it'll kind of answer our question on. Was this, was this a Peterson thing or was this a Foles thing or was this just a kind of a match made in heaven between the two of them thing? Yeah, I think it was just a Cause, magic cause carpet I, ride, dude. Yeah, because I, really I, I really don't see Foles playing as well as he did uh, for the Eagles for, for any other
0: team. Oh, no, and I totally agree. I don't know that it'll work, but just of how well he's played and now what he's done – I mean you you're crazy if Buffalo doesn't kick the tires on that. If Cleveland's not going to Man, in I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor than than Nick Foles. I mean, dude, the Bills for whatever reason don't like Tyrod. They've been I know, trying to get rid of him for three straight years. Story. You and I are all aboard the Tyrod train. We like Tyrod. But the Bills don't. So it's not about what we feel, like it's about these teams. And the Browns are dumb. And the Bills are, you don't think the Bills are the intelligent? Bills
1: have, well, the Bills have long been racist.
0: Like if I'm Jacksonville, I would say give me I would trade that pick and say give me Foles over Bortles right now. Bulls just did what I don't think Bortles can do. No, And absolutely. my team's ready to go
1: do it. I would take Foles over Bortles, but now what the, are we talking about?
0: Arizona. I would rather have a
1: brownie than, a, than, than my dog's shit, yeah. right? So, yes, I'd rather have Foles
0: than Bortles. Certainly. I, I think we'd kick the tires on a Nick Foles. Final question before we wrap here. Was this the last time we saw Belichick and Brady in the Super Bowl together? Oof. I'm going to say...
1: No, for the one reason of I think they can get back there next year. I, I really do think they can get back there next year. I don't think Tom Brady. I mean, obviously Bill Belichick's not. Go, it's not like he's getting getting worse as a coach. Even though that was a schmucky move, it seems like not putting Butler in after you saw Rogue get torched. But Brady, I still don't see him deteriorating to the point to where he's not good enough to get them to a Super Bowl. But they're going to have to upgrade that defense. I think they have one more in them. I do think they have one more in them, absolutely. Especially because Brady, even if they don't do it this year, I mean, Brady is, or next year, Brady's trying to play for at least another, what, three or four years. I think in that time, when you look at the competition in the AFC, which is, it's it's lacking a little bit, though we can see in the NFL the turnover is crazy. I mean, no one thought the Eagles were going to do anything this year. So, I, I get that. But I do, I just, I don't know, I just never really... Count the Patriots out. Until they are gone, I think they are the AFC favorite pretty much every year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think they've got at least a year of Tom still at peak, Tom and Bill at least coaching there. I do think he's got a foot out the door. Uh, And Brady's, uh, he can't do it forever, man. He just can't. Eventually, eventually he's going to show that decline. Like it, it's inevitable. Eventually, it will come. When does it? But I think they got one more year. Like this, this you is think, it. Okay, you this think is they it. got one more. I think this yeah, is the run. It,
1: it definitely wouldn't surprise me if this was the beginning of the end. Because you see, Patricia's gone. I, not that he seemed to be that great, anyways. I, I don't know. It, it could be the beginning of the end. But I do. I, I see one more left in him. I don't know if they win the thing, but I think they got one more to get there. Absolutely.
0: It's a fascinating discussion. We'll continue it later on when we have an around the r- NFL, around the NFL segment. Yeah, but, but next, today, today, we, do have an the around NBA
1: the tra- we are going around the rim. It is our job. So we're going to give you a take little, little bonus seg.
0: It's going to come up to you next. Uh, we'll have around the rim on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric, you follow. Hugs and hand pounds.